0: Namaste.
1: You know the word satsang, it means a gathering in truth. A gathering that creates the manifestation of truth, the bringing of love into manifest form. And it's a gathering in which your questions that you all have on your spiritual path can be answered to help you arrive at that. And the gathering itself allows us to knit together a true community, a true sangha of human beings regaining our natural divinity after having forgotten about it for so long. And the remembrance is instantaneous, just as we proved to ourselves in this very short meditation but now it must remain remembered constantly. The sanskara of that remembrance of our divine source must become constant. It must become a natural pattern to remember and to act from this higher vibrational level. And so today we are here to give thanks to the source of our being. As Radha mentioned, we're not celebrating the gringo holiday which has become a holiday to celebrate, unfortunately, a lack of thankfulness that uh, what started out as a thankfulness to indigenous peoples who saved the lives of European settlers, and then that thankfulness quickly turned into oppression and conquest and negativity that continues. But we are here to celebrate a holiday of which that is a continuation that has gone back thousands and thousands of years to the very dawn of human culture, in which we celebrate the harvest. We give thanks for the fact that nature itself and the God of nature provides for us the food whereby we can continue our lives. And yet that harvest can only be had, can only manifest if we have created a community in which people are willing to work together, to sow, to till the fields, to plant, to irrigate, to guard the fields, to help the plants arise and then to harvest them together. So a whole community is required, and we're celebrating not only the harvest, but the community love and connection that allowed us to have such a harvest so that we could continue our lives in the most beautiful way, in harmony with nature. And to be in harmony with nature, we must be in harmony with ourselves, and to be in harmony with the self, one must be in harmony with the source. And largely that has been lost today. People living in an urban culture don't even know that there is a harvest. They think things come in cans, you know, and uh, boxes, and don't realize how it comes out of the earth, and uh, what seasons are required, and what conditions, and what efforts must be made by the farmers. All of that has been lost to consciousness, and there's very little thankfulness any longer. It's usually, uh, why didn't I get more, or this isn't as good as last year's, or that kind of an attitude of demand rather than of gratitude. And that attitude then closes the heart and it creates illness, literally, because it is an attitude of gratitude that opens up the actual uh, organs of the body and the flow of the meridians of the prana to give health into our physical nature as well as our spiritual nature. And so it is essential for ourselves that we give thanks. And the word thank means blessing. So to give blessings and thanks to the source, to the community, and to nature. All of which, through their interwoven synergies, allow life to become a heaven on earth rather than a hell. So we must recreate community again, starting from the source. And a satsang is a beautiful place to continue and to re-enter into a community of love. Not a community of competition and struggle, but a community of mutuality, of recognition of one another's divine being and of honoring that essence and harmoniously working together to manifest the most beautiful possible creations together. And the reason that's so essential these days is because the false self, the ego self, has become more and more powerful in controlling our minds and more and more neurotic and dysfunctional, and we have become enslaved to a false identification. And that's why a spiritual path is necessary to overcome the habit patterns of a false self that cripple our ability to lead a healthy and beautiful and prosperous life. They create patterns of behavior that cause us to be afraid to make a commitment to a spiritual community or to a path of growth. We're unable to keep that commitment even if we have made it we draw back we find ourselves vacillating hesitating one moment yes one moment no and we have no control over our minds and the same thing is true not just with the spiritual path but with every aspect of life should I be with this person or not you one day you say yes the next minute even you say no and you can't make a decision you can't keep it you don't know do I go left do I go right and so people are going around in circles or their will is paralyzed and their lives are caught in a deadlock. And these patterns then create bipolarities up and down, the manic depressive pattern, the feeling I can do everything and then the collapse into the catatonia of despair. And people are trapped in these kinds of patterns because they have not transcended the ego mind to discover the mind of God within. And so a satsang, again, is a path to be able to let go of the ego mind that has so imprisoned us in anxieties and depression and despair and negativity and hatred and anger and all the things that we know about so well and prevent us from accessing the source of love and creative power that is within each of us. And so if we can be courageous enough to be humble enough to find the help that we need to let go of these obstacles within, we can all be free. Liberation is our birthright and it's not difficult but it requires the commitment to do that it requires at least enough capacity for a wholehearted acceptance of the need to be on a path and to be focused on discovering who one really is and what is the true meaning and purpose of one's life and then living that not just giving lip service to it but living it and working through the internal obstacles and distortions. And they are very difficult, and and it's on a spectrum. For some, they're not so difficult, and for others, because of the wounds, traumas of childhood, the defense mechanisms have become very, very thick indeed, and a lot of work is required in order to heal. And that's why the energy field of a spiritual community and the wisdom of the traditions of healing that have been developed by humanity over thousands of years must be taught, must be transmitted, so that we gain the skills to heal our own hearts of their hurt, their pain, and the defenses around them that have distorted our ability to love and to accept love. And once that has happened, then life really begins. Then we really have something to be thankful for, because we have found the source. And so if one doesn't feel that gratitude now, if one still feels the vexations and the pain and the suffering of the ego, know that there is a path to the light at the end of that tunnel that will bring you a state of gratitude and grace, beatitude, and of new life. And that this is the path that has been taught in every culture, every religion. It's the same path of a death and a rebirth. We're all on the cross, We're all Buddha sitting under the tree. We are all seeking for the enlightenment of the real self, and all of us have the ability to achieve it if we have a one-pointed focus on gaining that true self. It's not difficult, and it won't take many lifetimes. One simply has to desire it and be able to metabolize that desire in terms of the practice of meditation and the taking in of clear information that can refute the self-deception of the ego-mind so that one has clarity. And the teachings and the practices of a spiritual path can open up the veils and the obscurities that the ego will try to put in front of your capacity to think clearly. And once they have been cleared away, then the path is very easy, very fast, because it's our natural state. It's simply a matter of remembering the original mind before the conditionings of the ego were emplaced that distorted our ability to understand reality. And through the practice of silencing the ego mind, that initial true mind, the Buddha mind, the mind of God, will be found again because it is here waiting for us to refine our own true self. And I know that those who have been in this path for any significant amount of time have realized the benefits of letting go, even though it may be painful to have to look at unbearable wounds and feelings and attitudes and fantasies. And it may be difficult to let go of addictions that we were holding on to or obsessions and compulsions that gave us our identity and our sense of security. But the act of doing it, knowing we are supported in that purification of our soul, gives such lightness and such freedom that everyone afterwards will tell you and testify to the incredible grace and freedom and bounty of love that it offers you and that it's worth the struggle. It's worth the effort to face the demons in the mirror of one's shadow in order to go through those illusions and find the light. And it is doable. And so we can all give thanks for that, for the fact that our nature has been created by God in such a way that we have the capacity to achieve liberation. But we have to want it. Okay, that's the the only key that holds us back. And we have been given free will. We can say yes or no. We can lie to ourselves. We have that. But the, the problem is where there's also karma in addition to free will, so that it will catch up to you, and the screws will get turned if you don't make the right decision. And so this world can be considered a school, and we will either learn through joy or we'll learn through pain, but we will all learn And the learning curve, although it is steep, it can be short if one voluntarily chooses to learn, chooses to discover again the mind of God and embody that rather than resisting, whether out of fear or shame or uh, anxieties, whatever reasons, unworthiness, whatever sense one has, there is no actual valid excuse for not accepting our birthright of our divine nature. And no reason not to, because we're only denying ourselves bliss, empowerment, fulfillment that we have a right to have in our lives. So why wait? Why not accept the offer that our divine nature makes to us at every moment and achieve liberation? And then offer that to others. And then we'll have a world of thankfulness. So all of this is really very simple. Our community and our path is based on three pillars. One is truth. We have to face truths that are sometimes unpleasant. The second is presence. We need to be in a state of presence, not wandering with our minds elsewhere, but to really be here, so that we can experience reality as it really is, not fantasies and not... uh, daydreams not avoidances of what is real we must be present to our own existence in the true sense and present to the higher dimensions of subtle inner experiences that we usually tune out but as we increase in our meditative practice the subtlety of perceiving and apperceiving the divine light within we will be filled with that illumination because it's real but it's not the same as these gross lights here It's a subtler light, but it's a light that comes with a feeling of joy and love and bliss. And that light has a dimmer switch and we can turn it to full and we will be uh, completely overwhelmed with the bliss of our supramental divine nature. So we have truth, we have presence, and then finally we have love. Because if we are not able to act with love toward others, then none of it is to any effect. It is the kingdom of heaven here on earth that must be established, not simply in some higher dimensional state. It must be here that we prove the truth, that we test the truth of what we have gained within by facing adversities, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, the karma of the past, and learn the correct lessons from that not react with anger or hate when we are insulted uh, but to respond with love to be able to turn the other cheek and to be able to offer gifts of wisdom and healing and forgiveness in order to create a community that can once again truly trust that the love that we need to receive we can dare to open our hearts to receive and that we won't get an arrow if we do open our hearts but we will get a shaft of love and a beam of help and light that will support us through our lives. And it may take a long time to be willing to trust enough to open your heart to receive love. But that alone, that reception, that act of being seen as the divine being that you are, can liberate that true identity from being hidden behind a veil. And it was hidden because no one saw in your childhood who you are. No one could recognize you because they didn't recognize themselves and so they didn't have the capacity to see through the superficial levels of our being to the core. But when we can recognize the divine and honor that and value it and offer love then a whole healing community can be created in which others can come and also be healed. And so the waves of healing and love and thankfulness can spread. And I know that at this moment on the earth there are many such communities trying to begin to do this same work and eventually there will be a grid and it's already beginning a network in which these loving energies will be shared globally that will transform the collective consciousness of our species. And this must happen now. Time is very short for it to be achieved. So I hope you will all participate in this, not only out of the the duty, the ethical imperative, but the joy, the fulfillment. Because what better, what more wonderful, enjoyable way of living could one imagine than to be a healer of our sick planet? and to fill the shortage of love with the abundance of the infinite that is available. So today, because this is Thanksgiving, and all of us are connected to that source from which thanks, blessings emerge, I'd like us to do another meditation and be able to touch in to that source And feel its healing power. And whatever it is that you are thankful for in your life, in your existence, that you can express here today, if you wish, I will open the floor for everyone to offer a blessing or to speak about whatever is most meaningful to you in your heart that you wish to give thanks for so that we can share all of this and multiply and augment the blessings of life that we have with this beautiful community that has come together today okay
0: thank you for listening to the spiritual teachings with Shunyamurti podcast for more information on programs and retreats click on the calendar section of our website www.satyoga.org our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners viewers and members to make a donation please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.